Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number 1. Whoso loveth instructions, loveth knowledge. Mm. But he that hateth reproof is brutish. Boy, that's a big verse, ain't it? A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. How many of y'all believe this King James Bible is up to date? Y'all believe that? Just go ahead and be seated. I probably ain't going to get to read much more. I want to show you how up to date it is. You know really what this is called? A device. Ain't that amazing? That is called a device. Mm. When I was a kid, you had to go looking for sin. Our kids ain't even got to look for sin. It's in their hand. I'm not here to scold you, but I am here to help you. You'd be better off to let your child play with a box full of rattlesnakes. then you would give them one of these at six and seven and eight and nine and ten. And then when they get a teenager, you ought to put some some guards on it. Mm. I'm glad to be in a church. Let me just say this. I ain't nothing, but I'm glad to be in a church that we can just slow down and just preach. Some meat. You can handle meat. And that's because of what you get weekly from the pulpit. And so, devices, boy, ain't they multiple devices. I got an iPad. We got these watches. My wife can talk on her watch. She won't know if I wanted one. Uh-uh. One's enough to talk into. I don't need two things to talk into. Hello? At iPad, you can hook it up and talk into it. I can see y'all way across the country. What about that? Huh? I just, it's hard for me to get a hold of all that. I'm sorry. Y'all up to date, I ain't. But devices, will he condemn? More preachers and more churches and more, more church people are falling today more than ever. We've got more people running from church when in reality every every pandemic that's ever ha- happened in America, you know where America run to? Do y'all just remember not too long ago the 9-11? And, we, and, and, and they called for prayer. Have you heard any of them call for prayer and have a day of prayer over this pandemic? Somebody help me. America has absolutely turned her back on God. But that don't mean you and I have to. I want to preach tonight on a call to godliness and maturity. A call to godliness and maturity. 
in our society. Listen, beyond being godly, I just wish we had a mature nation. I wish we had mature people in politics. Somebody help me. I ain't here to, to bring politics in, but I got to say a little something about it. I've never seen so much foolishness in all of my days. I mean, they don't know if they're coming or going. Puppets on a string. God help. We need some maturity. I've never seen so many people get their feelings hurt. Are y'all with me? Hey, this is revival. It's Thursday night. I know y'all here wanting it. I mean, y'all, I mean, I never seen so much whining in all my days. And I, how do I know? I'm a pretty good whiner myself. <laughs> hey, I know, I know how to work the system. Don't act like y'all don't. What's the matter, honey? Oh, I tell her. <laughs> she, she's finally wising up and not asking, so I'm telling anyhow. Verse number three, a man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. But she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceit. I want to, if the Lord will help me, launch out of verse number three. We need a call of godliness. And maturity. I want to preach to men and women. I want to preach to young men and young women, boys and girls. Would y'all not agree that we need we need some mature adults? Are y'all with me? And I've never seen so much in all of my days of, of people that are getting so finicky. I don't know to shake hands, bump fists, put a mask on. Are y'all with me? I don't know what to do anymore. Hey, y'all. We, we quit having hands shaking and, and we started waving at everybody. And y'all, I don't know what all kind of things y'all went through, but as a pastor, I'll never forget when I said, y'all know what? I'm about ready to shake somebody's hand. Are y'all with me? And when I was in the hospital and uh, I was out of the pulpit four and a half months and being in that hospital, my family, my wife, nobody, nobody could see me. They wouldn't let nobody in. And everybody that came in, I want to thank God for nurses. If we got any in here tonight, hallelujah for nurses. Somebody help me. Doctors, nurses, men, women. I mean, even the one that's, that cleans the hospital room. I'm ready to give them a cookie. When you live in one a while, you appreciate everything. You appreciate the one that comes by and gets the tray just so you can see somebody. And it would have been days, nearly two weeks, and, and I hadn't been touched. 
every time a nurse would come in, they'd put those go- big masks on, those big goggles, and big old y'all seen them, I'm sure. If you ain't, if you've watched CNN, you see them, amen. Or I'm sorry, where'd that come from? And uh, gloves, and, and every time they'd go out there, they'd take their clothes off and throw them in a trash can, and they never could touch it. I'm telling you something, they something to do with the touch. Oh, we're missing the touch of God. I'll preach about that in a minute, but there's something to do about the touch of a man's hand. And I had this one nurse one night, he was a big old brawly man. And he come in there with just a little old small mask on. I said, you ain't going to put your helmet on? He said, I only do what they make me do. He said, I wouldn't have this mask on if they didn't make me. I said, you ain't going to put no gloves on? And uh, he said, why are you asking all that? I said, because I, I just want to know. And I said, I shot out in my head anyhow, brother. And uh, I hadn't had a bath in nearly two weeks. And I said, I just wish I could wash my hands. I said, I just want to wash my hands. And that old big old nurse went over there and just filled both his hands full up with them little soap things on the wall. And he grabbed my hands and went to rubbing them with his bare hand. Now listen, they ain't a feminine bone in me. Are y'all, are y'all, y'all need to get that clear? There is not a, there ain't nothing skinny about me. Jean shoes ain't nothing skinny about this outfit. Are y'all with me? I mean, it's nice knowing all y'all. I'll see you in heaven. I promise them. I'll not never see you again, but I'll see you in heaven. And that big old nurse, that big old man, big muscles, and had tattoos all over him, and I didn't care. I just, he was touching me. And he was washing my hands, and I, I couldn't help it, but I began to weep. And he washed my hands, and he said, I ain't scared of you. He said, this outfit needs to fear God's what they need to do. And uh, he rubbed my hands down and washed me. And matter of fact, as the first night I got out of bed nearly, I was about 10 or 11 days, and he set me up out of bed. He picked me up. I was so glad. Hallelujah. Oh, can I tell you we're missing a touch. Of the church, we're missing a touch and, and a good handshake. Hey, they ain't nothing feminine about a good hard grip handshake from a man. Oh, God, help us. But I'll tell you, there's a touch we're missing. It's from an unseen hand. It's an unseen hand. Oh, ain't you glad tonight that we have evidence of an unseen hand in the house of God? I failed him a while ago. I don't always feel him, but I failed him a while ago. Hallelujah, they ain't no touch like that touch. Amen. God has touched this church. He's touched this preacher. Do you realize that Amazing Grace Baptist Church, according to studies is on the larger end of congregations in the United States of America, considered a church. I've studied multiple studies, and two that has kind of halfway come to an agreement. Average crowd in the United States of America considered a congregation of churches between 60 to 80 people.
One study showed that between 125 and 137 was considered the large congregation. Average is 60 to 80, but if you have, if you have between 125 to 137 in the United States of America, and I know we're probably being put out, y'all go study me. Y'all got a computer too. And you can ask Google anything. You can't believe everything he tells you. Or she tells you, I don't know what it, whatever it tells you. <laughs> but if they're between 125 and 137, you're on the large end of a congregation considered a church in the United States of America. We might ought to look around tonight and see how blessed we are and say, and say, say to God be the glory. And if we're not careful, we'll live so much desiring what God done yesterday when God is trying to do something greater today. But it's not as exposed as eyes a man can see. <laughs> we need a call to godliness and maturity. This world is filled with such foolish ways foolish woes, and foolish works. Our church world, Pastor, is falling in the category of foolish ways and foolish woes and foolish works. You say, what do you mean? I'm not, I'm not against everything, but I'm against most everything. Whatever happened just coming to church, whatever happened just getting in the choir and singing, Whatever happens, is everybody okay? Instead of ranking everybody and, and turning the church into a business, y'all better help me tonight. We better be glad we're in the middle of the country and a church is on a hill and we heard the songs of Zion and now we're here and preaching and I know I can't do it like they used to could, but I'm doing my best. I'm applying the old time way. I pray to God I don't sell out. Uh, for monetary things uh, in this world as most are doing. Uh, a church, we ought to come into church and see what we can do for the church instead of what can the church do for me tonight. Amen. Amen. We need wisdom and prudence that comes only from God in this Bible. You know what prudence is? Prudence is simply wisdom applied to practice. There's a lot of people got a lot of wisdom, but that's all they got. They ain't doing nothing with it. Prudence is putting feet on wisdom. And I'm glad we got it here. Oh, me. If health and longevity and vision of a nation is related to maturity, then the United States of America is in trouble. And secular education will tell you that health, longevity, and vision is the avenues of maturity. Now, I ain't going to say I agree or disagree, but I'm not looking in the world. I'm not looking in the world for my health. I'm not looking in the world for longevity. 
Oh, I'm a looking in the Word of God. I'm a looking. I'm a looking in the church world. Are you hearing me? And we need some maturity in our pulpits and in our pews. I'm ashamed to say that the foolishness that I've dealt with in the pews to some degree has been my fault over the years because of the lack of maturity. I'm ashamed to say that until someone's willing to step up to godliness and maturity, the conditions of church, the conditions of man, the conditions of this nation will continue to dissolve before our very eyes. I'm not trying to be gross in this illustration, but I had an old mountain man, mountain preacher man that was a mentor to me, concrete layer, a whole time hard worker, pastored probably 40 years and had his own concrete business and give me a job when I wasn't preaching and let me make a little money to pay our bills. And, and one day was driving down the road and, and uh, there's an old dog on the side of the road and it was just laying there and I'll never forget, I looked over at Doc and I said, look at that dog taking a nap on the side of the road. He just lay. On hot summer days, we kept going back and forth. It was on the way to the job side. That dog began to swell. It's dead. Are y'all hearing me? Are y'all with me? We come by one day. I'm not trying to be nasty here, but I got a strong illustration I want to say, and I'll never forget that dog's legs were sticking straight up in there, and that old belly was about to pop. And OML, he pulled over. He said, Dorsey, I want you to look at that dog. I looked at that dog. He said, you see how that thing been growing the last two weeks around here? It's just every time we'd pass it, that dog was getting bigger and bigger. He said, there's a lot of churches that's doing that. He said, but let's just keep our eyes on the dog. And about three days later, we come by. That dog's legs was down. It had burst. Are y'all hearing me? And the flies and the vultures and the stink of that dog was around. You better hear me tonight. There's a lot of churches what they're doing is swelling. They're not growing. Oh, but ain't you glad we're in a church tonight? That's not swelling. Hallelujah. We're not building it off of the programs of the world. But praise God. Take your Bible tonight. Ain't you glad it's being built off of the Word of God? The grass withers and the flower fadeth. But the Word of God it'll stand forever ain't you glad for the Bible I say America needs to get back to the Bible I might not can do much for America but I'll tell you the church we gotta get back to the Bible tonight amen we gotta get back to the Bible a man a woman who will not receive instructions will forfeit a great amount of knowledge. You want knowledge? Receive instructions. A man or a woman that cannot handle reproof will struggle or fail in every task of helping to raise up another godly, mature, individual I'm not preaching this sermon tonight out of knowledge and wisdom and reality I'm preaching this sermon out of a whole lot of failure 
and a whole lot of mistakes that I've made. And if there's ever an hour that we need some godly, mature church people, it's today. And I believe I'm setting, I'm not just looking for words to say so I can sound so good in a meeting. You can pull a record on me, follow me. If you can, I believe with all of my heart we are in a sound doctrinal church. I believe with all of my heart we're in a New Testament independent church. We're in a church with mature people. Uh, but I want to say the day that we reach a level and think we are mature and we have arrived, we're in trouble. I want to say I need more godliness. I need more maturity. Uh, tonight, it seems like more now than ever. And so I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. You know the saying, boys will be boys. We need some men to be men. Girls will be girls. We need some women to be women. I want to say this as careful as I know how. We need to get back to our Bible. But I'll say this, we need to get back to our bride. You wives need to get back to your groom. Brother Jonathan, I'm not troubled a bit about any heavy sin in this church as an evangelist. I'm not troubled about all of that. I'll tell you what I am troubled about is I need some help. I need help getting back to my Bible, and I need to have help from God to stay with my bride, and my bride stay with me. Are you all all right with just good old-fashioned honest preaching? You know the devil knows if he can get me and her sideways a fussing and a fighting and a feuding uh, uh, that it'll cause problems at the church. Are y'all hearing me? You better watch these preachers that are running around here that ain't never got no problems and ain't never got no heartaches. You better get a long ways away from them bunch of hirelings and them bunch of liars. Are you hearing me? Uh, I'm a happy married man. Uh, I love her more today than I did yesterday. Uh, and all what we've been to, she's more valuable. And I treasure her more today. Uh, uh, but I, uh, Brother Baloo taught me this. Uh, uh, the day that I think my marriage is bulletproof, I'm in trouble. And the day that I think my church is bulletproof, I'm in trouble. Are you hearing me? How can we get back to the bride? How can we get back to the groom? It's if we take care of his bride and love his bride. We are the bride of Christ. <laughs> I'll say this to my shame tonight. I've abused this place in 31 years of preaching. And I was studying the Word of God one day and several, several years ago and the Holy Ghost just chastened me and said to me, if someone treated your bride like you've been treating my bride. What would you do about it? I didn't read that in no book. But I'll never forget crawling under my desk and telling God I saw him for hurting his bride. That's why I don't want a mean spirit on me. You're God's bride. 
Why would I want to come in here and obituary on purpose hurt anybody and throw a javelin? Are y'all hearing me? Boy, couldn't Saul throw some javelins? Somebody help me. We got a lot of javelins coming from the pulpit. And I'm dealing with God's bride. And if somebody come in and abuse my bride and talk to my bride better, I'm going to tell you something. He's a redneck, heathen, rebel, unregenerated, wild man in me. Are you hearing me? My flesh ain't saved. <laughs> Yours might be, but mine ain't. Uh, you mess with her, let me tell you, if I can't claw your eyes out, I'll shoot them out. <laughs> Y'all come on now. Somebody come in messing with her. You, <laughs> I'm having some bad thoughts right now. And if I don't get them out of me, I'm going to ruin it for me and you tonight. Amen. Uh, but I'm telling you, and you say, Brother John, you better be careful how you treat the bride of Christ. No, you're right. But let me say this. You and I, as we come in Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, a service after service, how are you treating God's bride? How are you treating one another? High hatting one another? Uh, snooting one another, throwing your nose up, y'all better help me. Uh, honey, this preaching of the bride business is a two-way street. Uh, I want to love his bride. Uh, I want to lead his bride. Uh, I want to be loyal to his bride. Uh, but you sitting on the pew, next time you want to talk about somebody, remember you're talking about the Lord's bride. Uh, uh, remember you're hurting the Lord's heart about his uh, bride. We need some godly, mature people how to keep their mouth shut this preaching won't do nothing but help a good church it's mature already and I'm in a mature church brother Jonathan I got some mamas in my church that the daddy done went off the deep end y'all with me I don't know nobody here so don't nobody throw no stones at me but I got mamas having to be the spiritual leaders and mamas having to raise boys. It's hard for a mama to raise a boy to be a man. And it's hard for a daddy to raise a daughter to be a woman. Let's face the facts. My wife can do a lot better job at my daughter of being a lady than I can. And I can be a better, do a better job at making my boy turn into a man than my wife can. I didn't set that up. That's how God set it up. And what we need is we need some men to be men. I ain't going to try to get mean here. Man, I can't believe it's time. Are y'all all right? Y'all feel like it's been a little while? Are y'all all right? Can I go a little bit longer? We need, we need some, we need to get the kids out of the jewelry box. We need to get our boys out of the jewelry box and get them a toolbox. Get them a tackle box. Get them an ammunition box. Somebody help me. Get them pocket knives and, and tannerite. Hallelujah. Somebody help me. I never saw a bunch of little limp-wristed little, oh, I'm feeling like I'm at home now. Are we all right now? I got a southern slang about to come out in me. I, I, if I'd ever seen Bubba Prius, I'd have kicked him like I did the neighbor's cat. 
He come in, Daddy, let's, let's go out and play ball. I'd have beat his fingers with a ball-peen hammer until he hollered, oh, instead of, oh, oh, are y'all with me? If your little boy runs down, ah, get a ball-peen hammer, you hear me? Mash his fingernails, toenails, until he hollers, y'all quit. I'm sorry. I just realized where I'm at right now. I blacked out. I believe it was from all that sugar at wherever we went. And I'm going in the Providence store tomorrow. See if I got any antiques. <laughs> Sister Sheriff, if stealing wasn't a sin, I'd take a lot of things in that cabin. <laughs> yeah, I'd take a lot of things. These things in there are worth a lot of money that y'all need to. Somebody's going to steal them one day like a preacher. I mean, are y'all hearing me? I mean, praise God. <laughs> I better get off all that. But I'm going to tell you what we need is some boys to be men. And you say, no, you're not, you don't need to preach that here. No, I, this needs to be preached all over America. Girls play with Barbie dolls. <laughs> it's all right if she wants to go deer hunting, cat fishing. Somebody help me. It's amazing how a girl can do all that. But you let a boy play with Barbie dolls, it don't never turn out right. Are y'all with me? My daughter, let me tell you, Julie Bug, y'all ought to see her now. She's been married a year and a half. Let me tell you, she's the greatest Christian ever lived. She can cuss you out if you need to be cussed out and pray with you in the same breath if you need to be prayed with. You can tell she was raised in a pastor's home. Somebody help me. She said, Daddy, that one right there, you let me run over them and then, and then pray for that and it's in the back seat. Hammer down, Julie, hammer down. She hit the table, I'll never forget. I'm, are y'all all right with time? She hit the table one night and she said, Daddy, I ain't marrying a preacher. I said, that was a little hateful. She said, I meant it. I ain't marrying me no preacher. I thought, shape you ain't nobody going to marry you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, anybody want I want to at least marry a woman I know I could whoop. I still watch gun smoke and rawhide, son. Open palm, pow. You hear me? Hello? <laughs> I'm like Otis. He said I didn't hit her. He said, but I chunked a leg of lamb. <laughs> Got to keep these women in line. Somebody help me. <laughs> I'm thinning the crowd out for you. It'll just be us four and no more tomorrow night. Uh, and it's all right to life. Oh, me, I've never seen boys being feminine turn out, but I've seen Tom girls turn out. Ain't that the truth? Are y'all with me? I ain't never going to marry a preacher. Well, guess who she married? A preacher. Oh, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I said, I thought you wasn't, yeah, you wasn't going, you did, yeah. What about all that? Just shut up, daddy, just shut up. I said, you tell me that now? You told me that when you was under my roof? You wouldn't have told me that, amen. And I'm so blessed. And my girl, me tell you, she'd coon hunt, walk through mud holes, you with me? And she wanted to paint my fingernails. Told her, I said, no, I ain't doing that. But if I had it do over again, I'd probably let her. But I didn't let Bubba join our tea parties, but I let her join our hunting parties. Because I didn't need Bubba. You hear me? 
I didn't want him to turn out to be a baker. Not a baker last name, you know. I just love to bake. It's going to bake me some food. No. I mean, it's all right to cook, and we can bake, but I'm not going to make a lifetime. I'm not going to get me a TV show. I'm a baker. Come take my loaf of bread out. We need some men. Can I tell y'all what real child support is? I've got men. I'm not against Hey, some of y'all, you've had to work a second job for child support, and I take my hat off to you. You hear me? You hear me? I got them in my church. Some of my dearest friends, they've had to go get a second job to pay child support. But let me tell you what real child support is. Get out in the backyard and play ball with him. Take him to a fishing home. Get him under the hood with you. Teach him how to mow the grass. Are y'all hearing me? Hey, mama, get her in the kitchen. Show her how to make biscuits. Somebody help me. Get her in the kitchen. Say, this is how we cook a meal. That's what real child support is. If I could do anything, I'd like to encourage Encourage every man in here, bow your chest up and leave and say, I'm glad to be a man. And every lady in here, I listen, hold your head up high and say, thank God I'm a lady. I'm going to love my husband. Husband, you're going to love your wife. We're going to love our babies and we're going to love the church and we're going to grow into godly, mature, old people that still loves God. I wish I hadn't turned that timer on because it don't feel that long to me. Sorry, preacher. If you're sitting over there thinking, oh, I've had a lot of preachers, and I'm like, boy, I wish that hush. And if you're doing that, just give me the peace sign or something and I'll hush. <laughs> and I'm not prejudiced. Are y'all with me? But <laughs> I forget. Y'all do all this television stuff or whatever it's called. Uh, uh, BLM matters. Belt loops matters. <laughs> I'm closing. God probably went to Wendy's right then. <laughs> Belt loops matters. Y'all, come on. <laughs> I seen some trying to cross the road. The honest to God, Beck, I tell the truth. Britches. <laughs> y'all know, y'all know how they wear them. <laughs> Look like a woman trying to run across the road, holding her dress up. We need some boys to put a belt on. Y'all with me? We need girls to quit marching and start following. C-R-A, hussies out of hell. Y'all know I'm telling it right. I'm not just looking for words. Uh, uh, but we got an old-timey preacher here. We got an old-timey church here. And we got young people of all ages. They need to know what a real man does. They need to know what a real woman does. And if they ever going to see it, there's got to be some godly maturity about us. Can I start the invitation? If you'll come to the piano, please. I want to read a verse in my closing remarks, and I hope I hadn't preached too long. A call to godliness and maturity. Amazing grace. 
I would love to live another decade and be able to come see you. Brother Jonathan, I'd love to live another decade and you make a drive back to Georgia and see me at Skyline Baptist and see my wife. <laughs> Brother Jonathan, I, one day I would like for you to come and let me introduce to you some of my grandchildren. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get too emotional, but my heart, I would love for one day when you got more salt than you do pepper and say, come here, Brother Barker. Right there's my grandbabies. I want you to hear them sing tonight. Hear me, Miss Leslie, I want you to come with him. And I want my wife to be able to look at you with a clear conscience. Say, hey, y'all remember back 30 years ago when we had a great move of God and we're still, we're still charging hell out of it and still running wide open. I want to show you how much I love you and how much I know you love me. As I've been asked to preach funerals in this church, I've been asked to help ordain my Lord. It don't get no better than that. Brother Barker, you see that relation between me and your people? I don't ever want to lose that. And I'd like to grow old. <laughs> I'd like to grow old and still see God do for my grandchildren what God done for my children and your children. I got stuff in my house. I have an office at the church. I have a study in the parsonage, and I have a study in my basement. I'm so blessed with so many places to get with God. And in all three places, I've got stuff that's come from you and your people. I mean, in all three places that I go get with God, you come, I'll show them to you. I got stuff from, from the pastor and from his people that has been given to me and my wife. It's in all, it's in the parsonage. We've got stuff in our new house that God so blessed us with. But the only way we're going to do this is to continue to pursue godly living. And if you pursue godly living, you'll be mature. I'm closing this verse in Ezekiel 22:30. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. I found none. I told my church Sunday that I hope God can look over Skyline Baptist Church and say, there's me some men. Looked all over this little nation and he couldn't find a man. I 
I'd like to think that God could look at Amazing, Bab Amazing Grace Baptist Church and say, man, I got a church full of men. And I promise you, if there's a church full of men, there'll be a church full of ladies and women that love God. And even those ladies and women that don't have a man that'll come to church and lead them, they got a church where they got a godly man as a pastor and godly men as example.